What's up, Papa here? I am laying down in bed. My eyes are actually closed. Um, coming at you live with anxiety voice. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, but I was just doing a whole fucking bunch of square breathing. Can someone censor out that swear word? Just kidding. Welcome to Papa's Vibe Lounge where I'm going to say whatever the fuck I feel like you're going to sit down and listen to it. <laughs> now you're going to like passively listen it, listen you 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 you're, you're going to you're going to passively listen if you want or listen as intensely as you want but don't tell me about that. And I am going to be laying down in my robe. kind of grinned out on marijuana. Let me tell you what's up. Okay. So like I last week, I guess I just like had a couple of days where I like wanted to bang out a lot of artwork and was at the studio and realized I could sleep at the studio and had just gotten a new uh vape cartridge like marijuana style this time like pure sativa I think it was like super lemon haze or something and so you know you don't even realize especially like I'm just like you know my history with smoking we've gone over this right <laughs> like I'm a vocalist if I'm not expressing it then I'm consuming it with my mouth <laughs> oh Freud okay so yeah anyways you just don't realize that you're getting so high so high and um <laughs> so I think I had like tipped myself into a uh, weed induced psychosis which is just like so you know it happens to the best of us okay can I live? Can he live, please? <laughs> Can it live? No. So I'm dying off that part of me. I'm dying that off. Like, you know, in when I'm honest with myself, it's not doing for me what I used to use it for, which is like, I used to find that I had more creative spontaneous thoughts I used to find that it calmed me down and I used to find that it alleviated my social anxiety and you know all of a sudden like it's just doing the opposite of all that it's giving me dry brain when I hang out with people even people I love and feel comfortable around normally and like like over analyzing and socially anxious and like seeing numbers everywhere and <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like paranoid and stuff and so um well, sorry I just like that was like one of those burps where actually you like spit up a little but oh I haven't really eaten today that's why that tasted like bile I'm getting my life together I promise you Right now, I think I'm focused on helping other people more than myself, but we're going to get there. I am going to eat.
Okay. Um, so, yeah. I, like, called my doctor and we talked about, like, SSRI prescription dosage and, like, transparency. Like, because I had no idea literally everyone else was on, like prescription drugs for mental health because I guess there's still stigma around it or because it's so normalized that nobody feels the need to talk about it regardless I don't know which one's sadder um because of this like I found myself at a house party in Montreal a few months ago and I was just miserable but I should have been having the time of my life and just, I don't know why, but I asked everyone at the party, like, are you guys on, like, anti-anxiety, antidepressant, like, anything like that? Literally everyone at this party was on something, and I was so perturbed. I was like, oh my god, because I had always been so anti-pharmaceutical, like, I don't even take Tylenol, I don't take birth control, I don't, none of that. Um, I'm obsessive with, like, vitamins and, and nootropics and nutrition, but, you know, I'm also a hypocrite and I'm sitting here having not eaten, <laughs> but, um, I, like, for so many years had tremendous mental health struggles, but known that if I spoke to a professional about it, they would put me on drugs, which I was adverse to, um, I was not open to because I wanted my creativity to to flourish in its natural way. I wanted to see like what kind of creature I would turn into. I wanted to be my natural self. Um uninflicted or unchanged or um unstunted by pharmaceuticals, you know, by the man, by by the chemicals, by the powers that be, I, I just, I wanted to be the radical free one, but my mental health became absolutely, like, unmanageable on my own, and God knows, you know, that I had tried absolutely everything, absolutely everything, and I know what I need to do in order to not want to kill myself or to not experience like radical emotional shifts or to not experience like traumatic flashbacks or like any kind of behavior that I don't want to 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 experience or come off across as any way other than like tranquil and beautiful and helpful and loving and giving and nurturing and kind and egoless but geez like it's a lot we we all have pasts that cannot be subverted that has to be processed and doing the work takes a fucking long time and I have goals and I have people and I have uh, passions and I have life to live and I chose to live and that meant telling a doctor what's up and that doctor had told me a few things that I think I didn't want to hear but that I think I knew and I don't necessarily believe in labels. I don't believe that they're necessarily helpful. I don't think typifying anything, any situation is good. I don't think black and white thinking is good. Um, and so this is all an exploration in um, 
non-duality and, and non-attachment and, um, you know, exploratory, curious, brown thinking, gray thinking. Have you heard of something called white, or, okay, so you know white noise. Have you heard of something called pink noise? And have you heard of something called brown noise? It's dope. Look it up. It's basically like, so I don't know about you, but I hate high pitched sounds. Like if even, I hate to say this, but some people's voices that are really high pitched, like last week, I up and left a yoga class because the instructor's voice, like I couldn't deal with it. Um, and someone told me that this is just a North America thing. And I'm like, oh, damn, that's not good. Um, anyways, whatever, whatever, whatever. Wait, where were we? Shit. So I called this doctor and I'm like, what's up, dog? Like, by the way, somebody's got to give, like, with these pills. It's been four and a half months and I, 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 I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't know, Doc. I don't know about this because I feel scared all the time. And I don't like some of this stuff going on, Doc. And he's like, okay, so your dose right now is blah, blah, blah. Your psychiatrist recommended three times that. Do you feel like it's time to go up an increment? And I was like, oh, yeah, (laughs) I do. And I hate that I do, but let's figure this out. I've already done enough brain damage having smoked weed for since, like, I'm glad I waited until I was 23 to start smoking weed and having sex, but at the same time, like, oh, I'm still a virgin, though, and I don't do drugs, but, um, like, I've obviously done so much damage to my brain as is, so let's just see if maybe I can stop being so crazy a little bit maybe (laughs) i mean like i don't mean crazy i think that can be really derogatory it can it really can be um yeah i don't like being called a crazy bitch so if 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 maybe if i don't even like calling myself a crazy bitch so if maybe if something can assist with my not exhibiting crazy bitch thing the experiences in my own eyes even I can redefine my you know okay anyways topic over I just felt like I ought to um talk the walk I guess like when it comes to mental health stuff I'm so discreet about all of this and I'm just obsessive about like helping other people but mostly it's so that I don't have to reveal what about myself drives me to want to help other people um so let me just be vulnerable and let that assist you while I'm busy doing other stuff (sighs) like square breathing and taking a month off from podcasting and oh god you know I think I fell in love like 40 times in the past year most of most 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 of those times with myself and it's really sweet and some of the times not with myself and that's really for me it had been scary can you relate it had been really scary i think for years i was guarded i was fucking around buddy i was the worst I was so bad. (laughs) Sometimes four girls in one night. 
and that's not even at the orgy. I was not good. Um, and I just wanted to look at, hi, honeybee. Okay, I'll open that door. I just wanted to re-examine my ethics when it came to my sexuality because uh, it, was it ethical for me even to be, well, all of, all of my sex life has always been consensual. I want to make that clear. Consent is absolutely essential. Um, I realized that I was identifying publicly as asexual, which I identify privately as as well. Um, as a person, I like, I'm a person named Lex Gray, right? And Papa, who is the product that brought you to this podcast, also identifies as asexual. And Papa identifies as asexual. I think I've gone over this in past episodes. I don't even know if anyone's listening right now, but maybe this is juicy to some of you. So Papa identifies as asexual because um, in that way, I can leverage its undeniable like physical sexuality, which is just a projection of Papa the product's consumers onto Papa the product. Papa is asexual. This is a statement saying that if you experience Papa sexually, that is your own projection. Do you understand? Is that clear? Papa is a vessel, okay? And Papa does not stand for violence. Papa does not stand for the patriarchy. And Papa does not stand for the powers that be that hold women down hold them to beauty standards which only benefit men or Eurocentric beauty standards of the past or disordered eating or dysmorphia or any sort of discomfort expressing how a person might naturally or want to express in their physical identity. Okay, that was a big digression. I actually can't remember what we were leading into. So anyways, yeah, sex. Yeah, asexual. Why are we talking about asexual? Um... me vaping I can't remember why we were talking about my sexuality oh yeah because like just I wanted to spend some time with myself after having run through so many like hearts not even knowing what I was doing like breaking hearts accidentally having no idea um or even being the my sweetheart absolutely you know being the um, vessel for someone to break their own heart through me. Oh, it's snowing. Um, or through what they think is me, but me is actually just like a product that they're consuming. Like I said, it's all a projection if you found me from Instagram, honestly. Okay. So I wanted to spend some time with myself analyzing how to go forward in my love life in an authentic way so that I can, um, genuinely clearly simply naturally organically and healthily and ethically um receive and 
share and um, maintain and nurture love, romantic love, uh, ideally with one person at a time, and go from there. And so uh, that's a lot of hard work, especially on your own. And so I guess there's only so much that you can do on your own with that work. You have to go out and practice it, you know? Um, Like, I can read the ethical sled sled a million times, but at the end of the day, like, if I feel monogamous and if I feel like (laughs) um, I need to like go out and experience some some love how the rest of the world is doing it just to get a feel for like what's what what's going on out there and like how to properly appreciate one person at a time like they deserve then um then let me do that and so i'm taking like a classical approach to analog love right now and it's been hard um i'm doing that with myself and and dating myself is cool and um other people you know i love being in love so there's that um i pray that eventually i'm someone who like is able to and does fall in love in a beautiful, loving, secure, natural, healthy way that's simple and respectful and mutual. That sounds amazing. I don't think it ever actually, actually crossed my mind until recently, though. And then I was like, ah, shit, man. Everybody's out here, like, fighting their sweetie. That's cute. Okay. But, you know, like, I just have my head down for so much, like... I'm trying to start charities, yo. I'm trying to... <sighs> maybe I'll have to go over my whole plan and stuff, but... You know, maybe you already see what's going on here, but... I have a lot to do to give back to the, the world in, in the way that it needs. I want to do that, so... Yeah, it was always like, what is love? Like, baby, don't hurt me. I'm out, like, I've got other shit to do. The world needs me if I'm going to stay alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then the doctor was like, okay, so also let's consider that you have been on um, other substances And I remember in that moment I told him that I was, like, using psilocybin for depression up until he prescribed me SSRIs. And he was like, you need to stop um, taking mushrooms every day. Basically, he said that, like, when I got on these pills. And I was like, okay, okay. And, like, yeah, it was a natural, it was a natural move for me because I was, like, getting back in work getting back into life I wasn't actually doing mushrooms every day it's just that like I'm someone who doesn't do drugs and to suddenly like every Sunday do a a gram of psilocybin and like need to do that spiritually and for my art and for my like soul 
and brain I just didn't like that kind of attachment or whatever and so I told the doctor like that's what my depression ritual basically like that was one of the cornerstones of it and exercise and all sorts of other shit um like morning pages and 6 a.m.s and cold dips and a certain amount of physical contact and all this anyways you should have your list too um but anyways I was like yeah and then psilocybin and so he was like you gotta stop doing that here take these pills and I was like predictable but fine let's fine I've gotten this far and so I, you know I miss that and my writing practice misses that my spiritual practice misses that um but I don't need it I don't really think about it very often um weed however weed I was just smoking just to break up the day like okay we're done everything now it's nine o'clock this is how I'm telling my body we're done like I'm a person who just goes like I just go baby it's go time um I make the most out of every fucking moment and it's ridiculous sometimes so (laughs) so I was using it to tell my body, like, it's the end of the day. And then my doctor was like, okay, so, like, what's your cannabis use like these days? And I was like, oh, hey, didn't ask myself that for a little bit. Thank you. Um, my mom did ask me that a couple of weeks ago, and now I'm starting to think, you know, this is a good question to ask myself every day. And so I told him, I, was, I told him, And he was like, well, maybe some of what you're experiencing is related to that, especially if you're smoking a vape. And I was like, oh, my God. Yo, absolutely. I was just like round the clock lit for like the entire weekend, like not cool. Um, And I I had like I was experiencing derealization and I do that normally sometimes, but I this is so far from my goals so I told him like okay well can I just stop then it does seem to be causing problems like I'll just stop doing that and I guess we should up my SSRI dose and he was like well you can't just stop smoking weed like if you've been smoking as much as you just told me you can't just stop especially if you're prone to the anxiety that I know you are um, and especially if you're changing your dose, so you're gonna have to like slowly come off of it. Since he, since I realized like that it was causing me these problems, I all I want to do is just completely stop smoking. Like I want none of it in my system. I'm like, go. Like how many lemons do I need to eat right now? But um, he's right, and so like I just went out for my nightly joint, and then I was gonna work out. And I totally greened out, like, I smoked two-thirds of the world's tiniest pinner, and I, like, came up, and my roommate looked at me, and I just knew, like, (laughs) I'm the color of the walls right now. I try preheating the oven to cook a chicken breast, and I'm just, like, slowly melting into the counter. absolutely sweating like jello that's been left out in the cafeteria for four days over the long weekend and you come back and you still eat it and it's like what color was this originally (sighs) that was me greening out when I originally hit 
record. What's up? Poppy here. It is midnight 31. <clears throat> midnight dark 30. Back at it with the second installment of this episode. Yes, my voice again. Get with it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to have an episode on this week because... I want to tell you about, I say this week because though I <laughs> publish weekly, um, <laughs> um, so, okay, so I'm having my last um, joint of the night and it really doesn't feel good and it's making me kind of anxious, but I know like it'll calm my body down enough to sleep eventually. This is such a weird process. This is so weird. Um, I just, I know my body needs to like ease off this slowly and I need some rest tonight. And on one hand, I'm like alive and on the other, I'm like desperate for sleep. So anyways, so to calm myself down, I want to tell you guys about, I want to tell you, uh, gender irrelevant listeners about the 24 hour marriages that I issued this week dope cool so on february 22nd uh like two 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 oh two two which was a tuesday (laughs) um i um officiated some 24-hour marriages on main street vancouver Uh, and uh it was really cool so i set up from 6 33 to 8 22 p.m my typewriter and a karaoke mic and my tarot cards and I just told the city come on by and and marry a friend or a stranger or a lover for 24 hours and I'll type you up a contract and each of you put down one to two stipulations about what you want to be your your agreement for the next 24 hours and then you go off and then I want to report on my desk by Monday and I want to publish that in the next Papa zine and so I've done this a few times now, but it had been two years, like, this just felt like the right time where Vancouver is right now, is like, bars just open and stuff, or like, clubs and stuff just reopened, so it felt appropriate, nobody was really masked, it was just lovely to join strangers, and so, okay, two highlights, oh, there's like so many highlights, oh my god, it was cool. Um, okay, first people I married was, like, right at 6.33 p.m. sharp. I, like, (laughs) got out of my Uber. I set up my typewriter. I realized I need to pee. I run around the corner, and I pee just straight on to Main Street at Kingsway. I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you're a cop. There's no evidence now. And it wasn't me. It wasn't. Pop is a product. (laughs) Of the powers that be, which do not put a toilet right there for when I really need it before I marry a bunch of people together. And so I'm pulling up my pants and I see five, like, queer-looking, like, femme-presenting people walking toward me, crossing the street, wearing Canadian tuxedos, which is, like, head-to-toe denim. (laughs) And I'm like, what's going on here? And it turns out it's like a local band called Nada and they wanted to get married and they had brought their own two-page wedding contract and 
they had brought flowers they had brought ring pops as rings it was so cute oh my god they were all of them were glowing it was very sweet um and so that was cool and then i married two of my really close friends and like oh it's just so romantic i don't want to spoil anything but i texted them right at the 24 hour mark so it was like 8:34 p.m earlier tonight and i was like hey uh, you're still married in my eyes like do do with this what you want lol and uh yeah there, there was some really positive feedback from that currently still married couple <laughs> but it was really uh hard to get a hold of them today because i'm pretty sure they were consummating congratulations to the greens okay and um for me i just think it's a really special way to um form a union i don't know why i always had this idea in my head that i would marry a stranger i just think it's so romantic to make a decision and then fall for someone how cool and um an experiment as well like can you can you fall for someone um given the given the shape of the container um like I'm interested in arranged marriages. I think that's so interesting. I'm interested in like astrological arrangements or numerological arrangements. Um, and I'm interested in forgetting to Google some stats about those marriages and their successes and their happiness. <laughs> okay. And another thing is that I keep having dreams where there's heart-shaped bubbles all around. And I can't picture how to make that happen in the real world. Something else, I've had like two months of bad hair days. Just had to get that off my chest. And um, uh, recently showed up for a photo shoot, had gained 11 pounds, didn't fit any of the clothing that the measurements I had submitted the month prior like were appropriate for and I uh, had to do the shoot with my pants unzipped showed my mom the photos when they came out and she was like what and I was like mom ooh, okay I understand but because like they, they were like unzipped like fly down which I think is dope and sexy and cool and whatever but like I was also like these are nice photos that I can show my mom and you know she was like why are you so tired I was like this I have fake blood on me all of yesterday as the pants and I had to emotionally just kind of roll with that which if you know me you know that like yeah keeping to a certain size was my livelihood for a while and um, I work out a lot <laughs> And so what else? And so I'm working on it. And obviously I'm obsessed with, you know, encouraging other people to love their bodies. And right now, the, okay, so there's a situation with someone in my life who is ab an absolutely beautiful person and they don't see it. I'm trying to figure out how to, what they're experiencing dysmorphia. They're experiencing like obsessive negative thoughts about their physical form which is absolutely stunning by anyone's standards literally jaw-dropping because of their obsession perhaps but also you know it's just sad so if you have any tips maybe dm me and and we can go over how to help someone love themselves in your life 
you know, I, I really do love stopping friends and strangers. And if I hear them say something kind of like um, degrading about themselves, even in passing, like self-degrading, um, I'll stop them and make them face themselves in the mirror and give themselves three compliments. And like, I literally will not let them out of that. I will not. I never have let anyone off the hook before. If you've been to Rent Check, I've I've personally have done this to you before. I'm sure. <laughs> um, and so that's one that's one thing. I'm I'm looking for more ways to help people love themselves because. Yeah, and and they have to be true compliments. You can tell, if you're gonna take the time and space and like really make them do that, then you can make sure that they really see themselves in that moment, and. Uh, and then you can issue through three more for them and then move on so they don't get, you know, embarrassed. But okay, so um who knows what else I'll record for this. Love you. Love your body. 